Everyone knew him to each side if he'd be on. He never was a hero of this county shining light. But you could always find him standing up for what he thought was right. He'd say you got to stand for something or you fall for anything. Or you got to be your own man, not a puppet on the street. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this episode of Political Straight Talk. I'm your host, the Political Superman, coming to you live from the foothills of the Great Cherokee National Forest. The time, 9.45 on the East Coast, 6.45 on the Left Coast, and it is ass-kicking time in Iraq, because... Our Presidente likes to blow people up. So, he was from Iran. Evidently, he didn't run fast enough because the Hellfire missile blew him up. Now, before the show started, I heard some people squawking about a football game that is taking place tonight. really doesn't matter which team wins. Both of them suck and are going to lose. Now, having said that, um, go Titans for the NFL, and I guess you can say Go Tigers either way. So is it G O or is it G E A U X Tigers? That is the debate. So pass me some gumbo and let's give Ed Ogeron a ring. <laughs> All right. So I'll give Louisiana State University their props. Go SEC. Well, let us start the wonderful program off, and boy, has it been an eventful week. And I want to know what everybody else wants to know, and that is, where are Prince Harry's nuts? Because for some reason, they have been locked up, put up, stuck in a pocket. I don't know. Um, they, <laughs> yeah, as I saw, you know, it, it's kind of fun to watch the, the royal family from time to time and to read the articles and the various things that, that occur with the royals. However, this whole, um, Brexit. Megxit. It's called Megxit. I think is what, what they're calling it. Um, how in the crap do you step back from being a royal in the royal family? Okay, because they're still going to receive their stipend from the monarchy. It's not going to change. And listen, the taxpayers don't really pay a whole lot of their bills. Um, you know, they have their own funds that comes from various things, but before we get into United States politics, is this a Meghan Markle thing? Is this her need to be Yeah. you know, is this her need to be in the spotlight? Yeah, 
And from what I hear, Meghan but, Markle's mother is really good friends with Oprah. So you can figure well, out what I that know conversation that Oprah, is. I know I read an article where Oprah has something to do with this decision. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure, you know, what the... Yeah, not sure what the deal is with that, but... You know, it, it, now, it's funny. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say it's funny that they say that, well, we're getting too much publicity and we want to protect my son who has, you know, gender, going to reveal his gender pretty soon. And uh, and I'm thinking, wait a minute. You know, the royal family get pictures taken of them every damn day they step out the door. And it seems it hasn't hurt Prince William and Kate and their three children. Never hurt the Queen. No, I think this is Meghan Markle leading him around by the nose or the nuts. And she misses her acting job. She signed a deal with Disney. So this is all bull hockey. This is what I think. I think that the royals in general are a very conservative, traditional family. Most of the royals would probably be Tories in, uh, in England. And for those who don't know what that means, that means they're, they're close to uh, center-right on, poli- on political issues, even though the, the queen mostly stays out of, politi- of politics. But as far as this whole new spectrum of liberalism, this social liberalism that we have going on in this world where uh, we don't know what gender the baby is yet until it decides what gender it wants to be and, and crap like that. I smell Meghan Markle with that. That's a that's an American thing, and you can smell the discord from America going over to England to to ruin the uh, the motherland, per se. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, I I think the Queen is about to lay the smack down. Oh yeah, some stuff. I I think she will let. You know I. Here's the thing. Prince Harry's not going to back, you know, he's not going to be, he's not going to be king ever. Okay? <laughs> ever. He's fixed in the line, and if you think about it, by the time uh, Prince William and Kate's son is old enough to be on the throne, he's going to be, Prince Harry's going to suffer the same fate as Charles. Which, by the way, I think Charles is the reason the queen has not stepped down from being queen because I don't think she wants old Camilla Bowles I don't I think the queen despises that woman I do too it's a a game Um, one's going to outlive the other well I think that you know I We'll see. We'll see what happens, but I think Meghan Markle's behind most of this, mm-hmm. and you know I think, you know I joke that you know his balls are locked up, but you know he's got 
he's got as much in this as she does. Hmm. Yeah, because he's always been well, the, rebell- the rebellious one. He's been the one that yeah. goes to parties. He's the, he's the one that does this. He he hasn't. His brother has been primped and groomed to be the next king of England. He knew he was never going to be the king of England. So he just has fun right. with it. And he's well, not going to lose any money. He's not going to lose this title. He's not, I mean, he's not losing any of that. No. Or he may. He won't. She could cut him off. She could cut him off momentarily. They get, She's not going to do that. Gets a, every one of them gets an annual salary from the queen. And they do, but it comes, listen, and this is what everybody needs to understand. I had to do a lot of research into this, and it comes from a it comes from a subsidiary that goes way, mm-hmm. way, way back. Mm-hmm. Okay? And even if Harry's not getting you know the full cut of it, it's not going to change the amount of money coming out of it. But Harry's not going to get Harry's not going to be cut off. I, I'm just going to tell you that I think that I think the Queen. Is is going to lay the smack down on this because Harry and the Queen are pretty close, mm-hmm. and I think what's going to happen is yes, they're still going to be able to do their own thing because there's no laws on the British books that prevent him from having an outside job and making money. There's not. There's nothing that prevents that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think where the problem is is the fact that she's an American citizen. Mm-hmm. I think that's where a lot of it is coming from. Um, and to be honest, I think she's had her, well, i got to be careful how I say this because I don't want to make it sound like it's going to come out and sound. But I think she's had her eyes set on the royal family for quite some time. Oh, yes, she has. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't doubt that she loves the guy. I just, I, mean, I think yeah, that's love that. I think the way that a lot of it's playing out is is a mistake. So there's a William that's been floating around. Wait, go ahead, Barbara. No, I was going to say that William told him to wait. You know, he said, you're moving too fast into this thing. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I think he was right. I've always thought she was a gold digger. Day one. Well, she probably is. There's a meme floating around. It's um, it's uh, James Bond with the Queen from the, uh, the picture from the Olympics <laughs> a few years ago. Which... The queen going, uh, 007, take care of the wife. The little ginger prick is mine. <laughs> I just thought that was the funniest thing I've seen in a while. I love She'll just stick the, she'll stick the dogs on him, the, the little corkies. They look they look cute, but they're, they're, they're vicious. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't... Uh... I don't want to get, you know, super into all of their crap. I just, I, I've always found it interesting how the royal family works and how the queen 
works. And, you know, a lot of people think that she's um, a figurehead. But she's got a lot more power than people think. She pretty well sets the tone. Yeah. All right. So this is going to be one of those episodes where I let you guys bring up the topic and then we kind of will go that way. So, Barbara, what's your topic? My topic, my topic. Well, I think all these Democrats and liberals who are placing Soldamani on a pedestal, bullcrap. I mean, I'm antagonizing everybody on Facebook, on the MSDNC website, and... You know, I just had to, and the Canadian wrote, my countryman died. I'm sorry about that, but, you know, you're going to find out sooner than later that Iran intentionally shut that plane down. Well, they've already said they shot it down. Well, it was by mistake. Whoops. Um, I don't think so. (laughs) I don't think so either. No, there were two. There were several high officials on that plane. And so we now know that it will be Green Bay versus San Fran, and the Tennessee Titans versus Kansas City. I hate the 49ers, but I hope they stop Green Bay. So my prediction is the 49ers versus the Titans in the Super Bowl. Yep. And then if it is the Tennessee Titans and the 49ers, the Titans will win that game. Yeah. The Titans, I'm just so impressed. They'll play some smash-mouth football. Win Win or lose next week. They've done better than anybody could have ever expected. Mm-hmm. They're finally playing as a team. All right. So go ahead, Barbara. What was your topic? Well, that was, you know, my gist of it. And everybody's saying that he didn't have the right to do it. President Trump and, you know, he's trying to get us into the war. And, you know, it's so stupid, you know, like, you know, the man was a terrorist, and he's responsible for killing or maiming over 600 of our soldiers. Mm -hmm. And he had plans to bomb four more embassies where that happened in weeks, months. And these people who are praising this guy, it's just so disturbing. He was a revered general. He was a second in command. He's like Vice President Pence. 
Yeah, I saw some moron post that. God, people. Get a life. You know. I said, they're only doing that because, you know, I and I told him several times, I said, the president does not need the approval of Congress to order an airstrike. Go read the Constitution. By the way, for those of you that happen to be on the ragtag chat, feel free to go look. Uh, One of our our, uh, co-hosts has taken a selfie and put in the chat room. Oh, my God, Mark. I'm I'm just, I'm shocked about the selfie, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And now he wants to deny that that's not him. That, that looks a lot like Mark. Yeah, it's me. Yeah, it does. Mark took a selfie. <laughs> I, I, I can post song, that on the Facebook page. The song that comes to mind for Mark is, uh, but wait, let me take a selfie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. But wait, let me take a sip. All right, so as far as as Democrats go, I guess uh, Monday or Tuesday, the House of Representatives will be sending over the official... Don't post your selfies and then send us. That's shame on you. Uh oh. He did a he did a nasty. He gave the finger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we sit around naked? Mark. But, you always sit around naked taking pictures of yourself? Well, yeah, that's what else, what else there is to do. <laughs> yeah, at least put on a tie. It's more fun that way. Plus, it's my house. I don't wear a shirt in my house. Come on. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Right. I am wearing my right. uh, my tiger paw pasties, though. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. All right. Moving on. So now we've discussed the Royals. We've discussed Salmonella getting blown up. So next up, let's talk about presidential politics. I know you guys are ready to talk about that because we oh, here yeah. at Political Straight Talk, that's what we do. All right, so our let's let's talk to Democrats. So today, I was paying close attention to Patriot Radio and some other stuff. And excuse me, as I recall, by the way, 
Um, there will not be a live episode of Political Straight Talk during the Hawkeye Hawkeye on Tuesday. But we will do, if I don't have to work over, we will do a late ramp roundup of the Hawkeye Hawkeye at midnight Eastern for those of you that will be up. It's not so February. Mid, oh. Midnight Eastern. Um, the Hawkeye Hawkeye. See, who is it that goes first? It's Iowa. Iowa. And I do, yeah. I do think it's coming up. I think it's. I think it's. Somebody get me the dates, but I'm pretty sure it's. Mark, mm. are you taking these pictures right now? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Have fun with uh, it. <laughs> well, there's ladies on here, so I'm not going to say anything about that first one. But <laughs> it's February third. It's when? February third. Okay. Well, why I got it in my brain? It was next week. I have no idea. Oh, because I'll anyway, be in next week. Say what? I'll be in DC. When? February, February 2nd through the 5th. 2nd through the 5th. Are you going to CPAC? Hmm? No, some other training. <clears throat> but I'm going to get around oh. over there as much as I can. Well, that'll be interesting. Have you called yeah. up your yeah. legislator and told him you want to go to the Capitol? Uh, I'm working on some tickets to the so uh, to the what? Uh, State of the Union. You may not be able to get any. There was only six seats left when I called about it yesterday. Well, Heifer, why didn't you say something about it then? Um, because you just asked me if the John Q. Public was allowed to go. You didn't ask me. I asked him. You didn't ask me if if uh, you you didn't say you were wanting to go this year. Pretty much. When? TV. Whoever's got the TV, let's mute it down, son. Nope, sorry. Anyway, so let's let's go with the Democratic primary. So right now, you've got four people that are relevant in the Democratic primary, okay? And only four. You've got Bernie, Butt Gage, Pocahontas, and Bloomberg. Those are your four relevant people. Bloomberg. The only reason reason that Bloomberg (laughs) is even relevant is he's got the money uh-huh. To he's he's basically going to do what John McCain did in 2008. Okay, in 2008, John McCain pretty much stayed under the radar, and then he went after. Um, he did a big ad blitz. RNC paid for this huge ad blitz, which is basically being used by Bloomberg. Bloomberg, as of right now in the Democratic primary, is getting about 14 to 15% of the vote. 
Okay, he's not going to do well in any of the southern states. So why he's uh-huh. hedging all of his bets on Super Tuesday is beyond me. Um, because he will not do well. He's anti-gun, and even the Democrats in the South want to keep the guns. So, you know, he, you're going to see him. I think Bloomberg's not going to be a problem. I think he's counting um, on uh, California. Well, I mean, he can get a lot of delegates in California, but he's not going to get enough to get him through. Super delegates aren't going to him. He can already chalk it up. He ain't going to get super delegates. Um, and Democrats are going to spearhead Bernie. Uh, Democrats have already come out and said that that if Bernie, by some reason, manages to get through. When they get to the convention, they're going to challenge his bona fides. The minute they do that, Bernie's done. Yeah. um, Interesting. Uh, They were saying McCarthy, I said, I think, said that Nancy Pelosi held the articles of impeachment because she knows when she sends them over next week that when the trial starts, all these senators have to stay in the Washington. And they said she's doing it because they want to give it to Biden. Um, just, well, you know. Biden is their safest bet, the Democratic Party, the, the hacks of the party. Because I'm just going to tell you, I have it on good word exactly what's going to happen. Joe Biden's running mate will be Hillary Clinton. Uh, he would take vice president? I think she would, and then Joe Biden will commit suicide um, <laughs> with two bullets Epstein. in the back. Epstein. <laughs> Epstein. has already been written. The suicide note has been written in Joe Biden's handwriting already. <laughs> he's going. He's forecasting to commit suicide on January twenty second. But after the balls are done, he's going to jump in front of a moving train. <laughs> he's going to go down below the White House to where the sub. He's going to go down below the White House where the subway is, and uh, just uh, yeah. darn. The conductor will be Hillary. Um, but yeah, he's gonna swim naked in a pool again. Say what? What? He's gonna go swimming naked again in the White House pool. Oh God! Oh my gosh! That's just so disturbing. Well, you know, I don't guess it's unusual. Wow. Oh. Thank you for that image. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, especially now. Oh, God. All right. So, you know, I, listen, uh, let, let's carry on with Butt Gage. Butt Gage is doing okay. Um, his problem is, and I've said this from day one and continue to say it because polling data, internal polling data, both for his campaign and for the DNC and the RNC all say that he's too young. 
As a matter Where's of fact, he most, his voters, money most voters feel like he's not even old enough to be running for president. Uh-huh. Okay. And constitutionally, he meets the criteria. He is just barely the legal age to run for president. Uh-huh. Wow. I know in the last program we had some debate about that. He's in his 30s. Now, would you really want a guy in his 30s holding the nuclear launch codes? No. Okay. And, and I'm not saying anything against people in their 30s. I'm just simply saying that, you know, his portfolio, look at what he's done in South Bend. It's a crap hole. Yep. You can't run, Do you you can't run a little bitty town. Do you want to see him kiss his husband after he's inaugurated? No. Thank you for that image. (laughs) Well, first of all, you've got to kind of take that out of the... Let's take that stuff out of it. Let's not even put that in there. Put it in there is, is he qualified to be commander-in-chief? No. The answer is no. Okay, so he's not going to go far. So you're looking at you're looking at Pocahontas, okay? And I'm going to tell you what, her campaign sunk faster than Meghan Markle on a royal guard. A royal guard. <laughs> okay. Wow. She should be disqualified right for her dancing because she can't. Well, I, I'm I'm wondering if the queen... <laughs> I'm wondering if the queen ain't going to Diana her ass. <laughs> well, yeah, she's going to die on the tunnel like Diana. Because I said you Diana. She's trying to bring down the monarchy. She's trying to bring them down. Yeah. I told yeah, y'all. I told, well, I told y'all. She's going to be trouble. Y'all just wait and see. Don't well, be they trouble. threatened to do an interview and do a tell-all on the monarchy. Really? They have? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they I think see that, that this happening. Is, I could see that happening. Everyone in everyone would die. I think that what I think that what this is, I think this is Harry's way of trying to get what he wants from the crown and trying to put <laughs> the queen over name. a barrel. He's what does he want? Though? What the hell else to do? What do you want? He gets like ten million know. dollars from the crown. I mean. He got he's got a castle in in Windsor which the Queen gave them. Uh he helped furnish it. They didn't spend any money. You know, now, they just got the lack of luxury. All they have to just do to is go around the country and and participate in various things that the Queen has now relinquished. You know. But what you don't understand is Megan wants everybody equally poor. She feels guilty for living like that. Oh, well, I'm wondering why she's refusing to leave Canada. Yeah, they have a big meeting tomorrow, and she's in Canada. Well, Well, that's where the baby baby, baby was. Well, bring the baby back. She's. She's going to participate by phone. I don't think the queen wants her to participate. 
No. I bet you, I guarantee the queen could care less where she went. Yeah, I kind of get that. I've kind of gotten that impression in all the pictures I've seen of them. Mm-hmm. But it's I went and, and I looked it up yesterday when I was researching for this topic. The crown, which is um, basically when you say the crown, whoever is crowned king or queen has responsibility in trust of the you know, Tower of London, the crown jewels, all these various things that are held in trust. The monarchy, the king, queen, they control it. Their wealth is derived from the crown itself. Now, each of them, the queen and Prince Charles, along with Prince William, are rich by their own right. Okay? The dowry that they receive, plus the queen owns various properties that remain hers, and that she passes to the monarchy. So when you hear them, Duchess or Dutch, you know, Duke or Duchess of this or that, that's a property that the queen has bequeathed to the various family members. They own that. The money that they receive, their protection, like Harry's protection, even if he steps back from his, quote, royal duties, end quote, none of that stuff changes. Okay. That money is still there. It's still going to be provided for that. He's not really giving up anything. The only thing that they're changing is their ability to earn outside money. The crown generally, the crown or their immediate family members generally are not allowed to earn outside money, which I well, guess is what's been burning up Meghan Markle. Um, listen, I'm going to tell you. She knew, $9 million a year, don't they? The dowry, the crown doesn't, the dowry does. And that money, they're still going to get that money. They're not going to give it up. The articles I've read says, oh, well, they're going to be giving up this. No, they're not. They're still going to get it. The only thing they're not going to do is day-to-day royal duties. And their charity that they're starting, this contract with Disney, there's been a lot of talk about her signing a contract with Disney, which she did do. However, what people aren't generally telling is that the money doesn't go to her. The money goes to the Elephant Relief Fund in Botswana, maybe. Um, She's agreed to do voiceover for Disney for a substantial donation to the Botswana Elephant uh, Rescue. And the money that they claim they want to be able to make is actually going to come from a charitable trust. They're They're doing a charity. So I think there's more to this than just them wanting to fly free. I think it's a temper tantrum. I think Oprah got into her ear. She, Mm -hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so anything else about the Royals before we move on? Yes. um, I feel sorry for the Queen. What if Markle and Harry want say he, they want the queen to make Harry or Markle the um the secretary um what is it the secretary uh the governor secretary of Canada because Canada is still a protect no I'm serious Canada is still a protector yeah. of, the, of 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 the UK I know yeah I know make Harry so or Markle those so Australia that's, that's like 20 of them dude or something to that effect, something stupid like that, 
And well, as I understand it, the as I understand it, the Royals can't do that. Yeah, they can't hold the public office. Yeah, they can't hold public office. I understand that, but Parliament has Parliament is who determines that. And given that he has a succession to the throne, even though it's six, I don't know. I don't know that they would do that. Now, people need to realize that if the if the queen does not like what Parliament does, she can dissolve the upper chamber, mm-hmm. the House of Lords. She can dissolve until she gets the, uh, which mm-hmm. is what she did, by the way, before Boris Johnson was made prime minister, which, by the way, he's an American citizen, um, mm-hmm. before he was made prime minister. Yeah, 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 he is. Yeah. He is a he's an American citizen. He has dual citizenship. Um, before she dissolved the House of Lords, which is even what led to the election that happened here, because she had dissolved the House of Lords because of the Brexit issue. Mm-hmm. So there has been some upheaval recently in the monarchy, and I think a lot of this has to do with she doesn't want Prince Charles to be king. I get that feeling too. Then just take them out. Here, you go to go to France. Go on this subway in Paris. Go underneath the the, the Champs Elysees or something like whatever the hell your wife died at. Go there. We, we'll hire some people to uh, in a motorcycle or something. Well, I think that that's part of the. I think that's part of the problem. And then you have, then you have another factor, if. And I don't think, to be honest, part of me doesn't want, I don't think Prince Charles wants it either. What's that? I think he likes, I think he likes being able to do the stuff he does without everybody in his business. He's in the garden. And I think that they have been, I think that the queen has stayed so long to allow Prince William a chance to get ready. Because if you've noticed, they've been putting a lot more on him. And for those of you out there that believe that the crown is simply a figurehead, they are not. Nothing becomes law in that country or any of the Commonwealth without the king or queen's signature. Yeah. It doesn't matter if the if everybody voted for it. It's overwhelmingly, if he or she does not sign it, it does not become law, period. Monarchy is the yeah. final say. Okay. And yes, while Queen Elizabeth has taken more of a figurehead role and allowed the Prime Minister and the House of Commons and the House of Lords to kind of function, um, I don't see Prince William being that kind of king. You don't see what? I don't see Prince William being a sit-back-and-do-nothing king. Oh, no, 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 no. He's not. I see him and and Princess Kate trying to affect policy. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's get off the royals. Um, Up until this story's kind of broke, I, I followed it every now and then. I've watched the British version of House of Cards. And really like the British version of House of Cards. Um, 
and I've, you know, watched biographies and stuff and how the, the crown functions and read some stuff from the History Channel on how it's morphed over the years. But, so, more of a local thing here. Um, and I don't even know. I was talking to Amanda and... I asked her what she thought about all of the schools in America going to strictly free lunch. Because I did some research on this. I surprise you guys. But do you realize that there is no public school system in these here United States from coast to coast, from north to south, that makes a profit on their food service. No. I don't think that's true. It is a fact, Jack. It comes from the USDA. It is a fact. It there does is... come from the USDA, but we upcharge our meals and our breakfasts, even yep, if it's just you a do. quarter. But you ain't making no money. So just listen, hear me out for you. Talk about something that the USDA, who studied this, says otherwise. Um, there are no profits made. The only exception, there are exceptions to the rules, and I will give you some exceptions. There are school systems in the Northeast and some in the Midwest that have privatized their food service. What do I mean by privatized? They have allowed Chick-fil-A, McDonald's, Subway, other vendors to come in, and basically that's what they provide. Okay? That's their choice. Now, those turn a profit because they pay for the space. But where the lunches are served with the, where it's a mixture of pay versus free or reduced, there is no profit. Okay? Um, If they were not subsidized by the USDA, they all would be in the red. Now, what even brought this up? I read an article somewhere about some guy, and it may be here in Tennessee, that paid off $44,000 worth of school lunches. It was here. It was about six of my schools. A single single donor paid off $44,000 of school lunch debt. At the end of the year, it is an average that every student in the United States that attends public school carries with them $17 worth of unpaid school lunch debt. If you were to spread that debt out over every student in the United States that goes to public school, they would carry about $17 worth of debt. Now, everybody here knows I am a huge opponent of the schools basically buttoning people's lives. However, here's where I've kind of morphed a little bit over the last couple of years. I see all kinds of people, kids going hungry, okay? And there's just no reason that any child should go hungry in this country. No adult should go hungry either. We have such an abundance of food. And school systems are throwing away more food than they're serving, whether it's through the lunch line each day, whether it's food that expires sitting in the freezers, however it is, 
food's going out the door. Can we all agree on that? Our, ours is packaged and sent home to the needy kids. And those that owe lunch money, it's not the free and reduced. Look, we do so many things trying to get people to pay to fill out the free and reduced. That money that was paid were normal kids. It wasn't free and reduced. It was normal. It, it would be like be. my son. Yeah. It it was like my it would be like my son carrying a, uh, you know, carrying a balance on his lunch. So those are not kids, and those aren't special I, needs, and they're not Title One. Again, I understand that, okay? But here's my thing. For whatever reason, those kids haven't got the money to pay their lunch bill. No, their whatever parents will fill out the paperwork. Their parents will not so, fill out paperwork. Well, then here's my here's my thing. Why should they? All they have to do is fill out the paperwork, and they they'll put them on free and reduced. That's it. Why is it your That's only, Why is it your business what they make? My because point it's a subsidy. Because it's a subsidy. We've got. Well, that's the point. Okay, and here's what I'm getting to. This is exactly where I'm going with all this. So you have all this subsidy coming in, and there's enough money coming from the USDA that subsidizes, and let's use that word, the food program for every student in the United States, even for those that pay regular price. It's all, it's all being subsidized. It's all, it's all, they're being paid. By the time it gets to that kitchen, by the time those kids walk through that line, they're being paid twice. Okay? Just the same as if you get a Habitat house, the same as you get a Hopes for Homes house, that house is being paid for twice. Same with the free and reduced lunches, school lunches all together. Because the USDA forks over this money, the school reports how it goes, and they get paid. Now, instead of having to worry about keeping up with all of this stuff and all this food going to waste and kids, there are a lot of kids that won't go through the line because they don't have the money to go through the line for whatever reason. Parents didn't fill out the paperwork. You know, dad lost his job and don't want anybody to know. No, they're obviously going through the line, or they wouldn't have a debt. I mean, the kids are there's still kids that don't. Then there's, you know, the mom left with the gardener and took all the money out of the bank account, whatever the case may be. And so, since there is this subsidy, and since it's already there, and since the school's already being paid for it, why don't we just give it to everybody across the board? Everybody gets free lunch, and there we've taken away a problem. Schools don't have to try to collect debt. Parents don't have to hide from the schools, and every kid can walk through the line without fear of being rejected because they owe money. Okay. Because there's already people that are getting food stamps that aren't that are not feeding their kids and are not filling out and, the paperwork. And that may be the case. And that you know what goes on at home is not our business. It doesn't matter to me. I'm not concerned about that. My concern is, is, as a taxpayer, I'm already paying for this crap anyway. So why don't we alleviate, A, let's alleviate the need for the paperwork, because then we save trees. Okay? Everybody's going to be happy, because now you're going to send that stupid paperwork home. Number two, we can alleviate some excess jobs, because we don't have to have bean counters at central office that process all this crap. And C, the cooks can do their job and cook. 
and not worry about it. If, if kids want to buy extra chocolate milk or whatever, fine. But we take away a lot of problems with that. And the food is already there. The food is already being cooked or wasted or sent home with other kids. What's the problem with making everybody across the board free lunch? And I know it sounds weird, me advocating for this. Did you just ask me a question? But I flipped over to you. I just called. <laughs> I did ask you a question. What, what's the problem with having every kid get a free lunch at school? Because the more we do, the less the parents do. And it, it, I understand it, that. But it entrenches the federal government into the schools more. Um, it does in the food department, but they're not going anywhere in the food department. I don't give a damn if you privatize every school in the country. It's not going to happen. Okay? Even if you were to do away with most of the regulation. So my question is that, you know, when I when I tell people, when I tell people that, <laughs> oh wow shame on you Amanda Dawn shame on you so we should so let me see if I understand this right we should provide bus service to get the kids back and forth to school taxpayer expense we should provide no, if, it was, if it was up to me I'd have the parents should pick them up and we don't provide well, within a two-mile radius. Well, listen, I don't think I, I don't think that we should provide any of them as far as bus service. But since we are, and since this is a topic, okay, and this is this is a fight in places, okay. So I'm simply saying let's take one of those hardships and worries away from parents, teachers, lunch staff, and everybody gets free lunch. As long as you follow the federal guidelines for what is a healthy lunch. Billy Bob won't have any clothes. That's Tina Cutter Watson and Briar home. But but my point Listen, I agree on that with every other part except for the food factor. And the only reason I agree with the food factor is look at how much of it's going to waste. It's not all going to waste, baby. My kids, especially on the weekends, they package stuff up and send them in backpacks to their home on the weekends. Okay, and why are they sending them home? Because what happens at home ain't none of the school's business. I'm concerned about that. They don't want to waste it, and they know that there's a need there. Okay. Well, what about the kids that never make it through the lunch line because they they don't have the money to eat and their parents won't fill out the Thank paperwork? You. All the kids are, are fed. Our kids and our thing, they eat. They eat. That's why there's a balance on those accounts. They're always fed. No child in our district ever goes hungry, ever. There's not a difference between the meals that they get, the people that can't afford it, and the people that can. Now, I know there's no difference. I'm not saying there's a difference. I'm saying why don't we... Well, there are some people up north that will give you a peanut butter sandwich 
our mayonnaise sandwich. That paperwork doesn't go anywhere. They're just too damn lazy to say, this is what I make, and this is, this is it. And if they don't want Why to put their salads on there, it's really not. But what if they can't afford it and they're just not paying it? And that's what all this arrearage is, Fabian. It's not the kids that can't afford it. I, I don't it know that that's true. That it is true. We have done, we've had school board meetings over this. My kids were never on free and reduced lunch, and there were times I could barely afford to pay the lunch bill. May, may I ask a question? Sure. You mentioned something back about food stamps. Are they allowed to use food stamps in the school? No. 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 Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take this one down the line because I I want everybody's opinion on this one. And I'm going to start with Amanda because we were talking about this. Amanda. Farewell. Don't you be calling her by her middle name. Don't you be calling her like that. What are you wanting to know? Is this an indicator you were not listening? You were scrolling through Facebook. No, I was listening. We were talking about reducing free lunches and filling out the forms and all of that. Okay. So um, I don't fill I don't fill out the forms. I don't qualify, but even if I did qualify, I wouldn't fill them out either because um, I think. For most parents, it's a pride issue, um, or should I say, parents that really want to try to support their kids and do the things, you know, and aren't looking for a handout. Most of them aren't going to fill it out because, again, it, it's a it's a pride issue. They don't want to they don't want to go around, you know, looking like they're, you know, seeking. Um, a handout, but then you also have others that, now, I'll just be honest with you, after we had our fire, Tammy, they, uh, the lunch ladies told my daughter to fill it out, because she was 18 at the time, and told her to fill it out and to put her two little sisters on there, too. And that they would get free lunches. And my daughter came home and told me about that. And I'm like, um, absolutely not. I pay for your lunches and that's that. And she's like, yeah, but mom, they said we're considered homeless. And I'm like, we're not homeless. Yeah. We have a home. And they just, you know, it even though, you know, I paid for their lunches and everything, they they still wanted them to, you know, they they were encouraging her to fill that out and have, you know, um, and if she didn't want you to have me to do it. 
And I get it because they get reimbursed for that. But I do think that I don't know if there's a way like I don't I don't I don't really know how all that works, but like I wish that the government would just do, you know, so much money you know, per student, per school, and then that just be it. Do you know, I mean, how does it work? Do you know? Well, that's it's separate and above from anything else, and they're reimbursed per child. That information does not leave our building. We're a building that does it. You can actually go online and do it. Nobody else would know. They don't even verify it. If you put that you you made $5 an hour at Wendy's, they don't even verify it. All they need it is for their backup documentation. Nobody even looks at it. You can fill it out online. You don't even have to do it by paper. All they need it is for their accounting. So like you said, they can get reimbursed. When I was home sick and not working and not having any income come in, you're doggone right. I filled it out for Eli because... That's why we work and pay taxes. That's that is a safety net. So my thing is, most of these people that are not filling out this paperwork, it may be a pride thing. Most of it's not. Our count, our county's fairly wealthy down here. It ain't Williamson County, but it's just the parents not going and paying the bill. If you don't want to pay the bill, then fill out the paperwork. Some of it's the kids, you know, the kids don't take their bills home or they don't they don't sign on and tell their parents to fund it. I mean, I had to do it for my for my kid even when he was in private school. I had to go out there, they'd send me an email. You need to pay on your balance. You need to pay on your balance. You need to pay on your balance. And if he if I had forgotten to pay it and go out there and pay it, they'd say, Okay, he just gets the regular meal. He can't do the a la carte where they get like extra ice cream or extra milk or something like that. They just get a regular meal. But I feel like we already do too much for the kids that can afford it. I'm all for feeding those that need it. That's why we have a safety net. But those, there's people out there that their parents are just trifling. They don't give a damn. And they know that the, the teachers and the, you know, whoever runs cafeteria, they know they're going to feed them anyway. So that's that's just my my take on it, you know. And everybody's got their own opinion. It's okay, but seeing the stuff, we begged them to fill out the paperwork before. The reason that there's a story on it is because we've been doing some school board meetings on it, and before the end of the school year, if it went on as projected, it was going to be over two hundred thousand dollars in the red. So see all the stress and money you could save by not having school board meetings, by just making everybody's lunch free? Well, we went, we didn't have the school board meeting just for that, but that was one of the main things that they've been talking the, about. The, because the school's already being to, paid twice for this deal. Go Say ahead. Again. Say again. I said the school's being paid twice for the same meal. So, you know, I'm not – listen, I'm not so 
butthurt over any school system and their, their meal deal by kids not paying their meal bills because they've already been paid for the food, okay? They've already been covered by the USDA. They cover all of that stuff, and you know it, and so do I. And any reporting in the red that they do about those little bills has nothing to do with the food. The well, food but is what see, I'm the money, about. even if they do make money off the of kids that do pay their meals, that money, for whatever reason, cannot be turned around and applied to the debt. Does that make sense? Right. I don't know why they do it that way. Well, I but can they, tell you why. Because they'd lose their USDA funding if they did. That's why they won't do it. That's exactly why. That, is, that right there is the reason. Because the USDA, and that's, that's a double dip. If you look at the budget lines of these, and I figured this out about five years ago. If you look at the budget line for how the money is allocated through the cafeteria, look at how the money is applied when it comes in from the kitchen. So when it comes in from the student, from the point of sale, being the student to the cashier, look where that money is applied. Guess where it's not applied to? It's not applied to the cafeteria budget. Go no, because you can't. That. Right, because, because the USDA, that's exactly right, because the USDA has already paid the school with the food. That That is the whole, that is the whole thing, okay, is that the school's already been paid for all of this, which is why, and that's my point exactly. That, that is actually where I was going. You just helped me get there a lot quicker. Is that here is this, this we budget. We don't run a book <laughs> Okay. And this debt, this $44,000 that was paid. I'd, I'd be interested to know where they stick that money. It's going to most likely go in the general fund. I'd like to know where the line item or that I'm money goes. I'm going to several of the, at least six or seven of those went to my schools, which are Title I schools, which I got a uh, defibrillator that sits outside 24-7 because it doesn't have a warming car because a stupid principal won't buy one. Well, it'd be, I'd be interested to know what fund the money to these various schools go into. So that well, would I tell be you, hey, I'll, I'll give you the finance guy's name and phone number, and you call him. You love him. Probably the damn sports fund. Athletic. Well, you right about the house. We got defibrillators or whatever you call it, those AEDs, and uh, one of my nurses is paying for the batteries in that because she doesn't have a warming car, and it's eating batteries. Why? Because the principal will not let them have any money. They won't. He won't let them raise funds. I hope this is his last. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you something right now. You let one student need that uh, defibrillator, and it not be properly working, and you guys will have a third lawsuit on your all's hands. I know she goes down there. She goes down there every day, and uh, restarts it and does the batteries and all that. That's why. How do you think I know about all this? Well. Uh, okay, so 
let, let's let's round out the conversation with the pre lunch. So we've already determined <laughs> that the USDA. We don't beat that horse to death. What? We don't beat that horse to death. Not yet. Wait, wait a minute. Because, wait a minute. Because you uh, you made my point. Hang on, Tammy has just made my point. Okay. She doesn't realize it yet, but she's going to in just a second. So <laughs> we know that the kids that are paying money directly to the cafeteria, we know that that money is not going for food. Okay? Not allowed to. Why is it not allowed to? Because the USDA has already paid for it. They've already been given the money for it, and it's a done deal. The USDA gives them money for every single student in the building. Another little secret that most of you don't know, but the USDA actually also provides a stipend for the teachers. And I guarantee you that most school boards in the country don't know that, that the teachers could actually walk through that school line and get a lunch too. Because it is paid for by the USDA. Where are they charging the children? Ah, now there is where you get into the rub of it. So let's, and I I am simply assuming from, from here because I don't know, okay? But my assumption would be at least Metro Nashville did this when I got to questioning Metro Nashville. They dropped theirs in a general fund. Theirs goes into a general usage fund that's allocated to each school. Any money left in that general usage fund at the end of the year, the fiscal year, not the school year, but their fiscal year, was yeah. dumped into the dumped into the schools, the main school systems general fund as a line item, and then they were started over with a new balance at the beginning of the year. And it is the school's responsibility those fees that you get, those $10 fees, $20 fees that you pay each year to the school, that's where that goes. All of that stuff goes into a general fund, okay? And that's where the various expenses pop out from day to day and year to year. And so why is there such a big hubbub to get that school money? Well, you need to pay your lunch debt. You need to do this. Um, Guess what? That's what they use to buy all the extra stuff that they want. It doesn't affect the food. So if you take away and give everybody free food, that's why a lot of the school systems don't like the fact that Title I schools all get free lunches, no matter what, because that takes away a revenue source for them. This isn't about food stamps. This isn't even about making sure the kids get food. Simply, if it was about kids getting food, wouldn't everybody have a free lunch? Incredible. Because they're already being paid for it. That's the point. So, they're being paid but, twice but, for the same food. But then the school is illegally taking money from families for something that they already got money to pay for. 
Well, no, they're charging for a meal. You come through there. If you want it, you pay for it because you have the ability to pay for it. Then they move that money into the general fund. But that money that the child cannot afford has already been given to the school by the government. Correct. That's it, right there. And saying to a family who doesn't have a nickel to rub together, well, you still have to pay. Yep. And and, and listen, I stand with Tammy on the part that, listen, there's a lot of families out there that aren't destitute. They're just not paying the bill. Okay. I, I agree with that. Where I have a problem with it is if this money was being, uh, hello, Ken, uh, if this money was being diverted back into the food program, I actually wouldn't have a problem with it. Right. But they're being paid twice. Kids that can afford to pay the money. Have, there's one wall twice. that they're not allowed to put it back in there because that's where it should go. Yes. There's, the reason that law is there is because back in the 80s, this goes back to the 80s, what was happening was school systems were getting in trouble by the federal government because the feds were paying them for X number of students. Well, when these schools would put this money back in their lunch program as showing income, well, then the feds were demanding money back at the end of the year. They're like, well, we paid you for, you know, X number of students. Well, you turned around and charged this money, put it back in the lunch account. You should be, you know, we shouldn't have subsidized you $100,000, so we want $100,000 back. And these schools didn't like this. So the schools then changed the rules where basically when you look at their books and see if you look at how stuff's rung up, when when I went through Nashville, Metro Nashville, when they ring stuff up, they ring it up as miscellaneous. Because then it's considered extras, and it doesn't have to but be reported back into the cafeteria books. But I don't understand how they can get away with getting subsidized and then turning around and asking for the same money that the government has already paid them. How are they getting well, that's away with that? That's the $10 million question, which if we did free lunches for everybody, that solves that problem. But school boards, i.e. Tammy, in her situation, and I'm not saying you specifically, but school boards across the country would fight that because that's a source of revenue that they can use to buy other things with. I'm going to look and see across. I'm going to look through several states and see how much money – how much non-USDA money is brought in for the food program? Call Doug Bodery, huh? I'll tell you. All right, so. Well, it is, it is dirty. Schools want to be in everybody's business, but they still want you to pay for those sports arenas and lights on the football field. But by hell, the kids can't go take a decent shit because their uh, toilets don't work and their bathrooms aren't done. Kids are learning in portables because people are too lazy to add on to the school building because they've spent all their money on deadbeat properties. It just, I, I've got a, 
Yeah, I, I just I have a huge problem with this, and Amanda and I, like I said, were talking about it earlier in the week, and it just it would it would do better if everybody had a free lunch and just done with it. Either that, or or if you're so worried about the revenue, charge every student in the school building a quarter for each meal. How complicated is it to have 75 cents or 50 cents, whatever the case may be? Um, you know, I don't know. I think the perfect solution is just to give everybody free lunch. That'd be the same as saying, okay, well, Johnny can afford to ride the bus. Johnny's parents can afford to pick him up, so we're going to charge him a gas subsidy for riding the bus. Do we have subsidies for people that ride the bus? Tammy, do they have cards that they got to refill before they can get on the bus? Do they swap them as they get on the bus? No. No. So, by law, they actually have to provide. By law, they actually have to provide the transportation. Yeah, it's two miles an hour. Yeah, everything from two miles an hour. So, who pays for that? Well, the taxpayer, of course. But listen, parents can afford it. Let's let's get some subsidies. Let's get some let's get some uh, metro cards on some car, There's still a lot of car riders. There's still a lot of car riders. Let's let's get those subsidy cards for those buses, and let's start dinging the parents for that too. I think if you're gonna if you're gonna apply subsidies to lunches, you ought to apply them to the gas system too. Because guess what? The school systems are paid. Everybody wanna know how the how the fuel and stuff is allocated? It's allocated by every student in the school system. So they give something for this isn't it's not a la carte. Everything is done by students in the school system. When the schools get paid for the students being there. You know, you hear about you have to be there at least four hours to be counted for a whole day. Okay. Well, you know why the school system does that? You go to school how many hours? Seven, seven and a half hours in a day? Most southern states require you to go for four hours. That's it. Four. It has been determined that the core educational group Okay, can be taught in four hours a day, five days a week. That's 20 hours. Yet your kid's parked in that school building for seven and a half to eight hours. Now, why is that? Interesting question. And it's also a topic for another time because we're out of time. But that's something to think about. If you can learn all the cores in four hours, why is it that we put our kids there seven and seven and a half? Because why they keep common core. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> they don't learn they don't learn shit in school other than You're correct. This freaking estimation that doesn't give you correct amount. I I agree. Yeah, I am with you 100%. My, my point is simply this. 
A, some bean counters in Washington and the various state capitals have determined that a bunch of people need to have jobs. Okay? And I guess our educators can't really be educators unless they're in class for seven hours. Even though each class that you're held state law requires you, you could meet the requirement for the state law on every core subject because you don't have to take every core subject every single day of the week. There's different ways to do your schedule. The systems, yeah, it's, it's, listen, this is all a racket that goes back to making sure parents, they have the kids in school during the day so parents can work and buses and all this after school crap and everything that gets subsidized. Everything that's subsidized, they justify. Okay. Now, if you're going to subsidize anything, you subsidize the school lunch. That way, that benefits every single person in the building. Simple as that. Okay? Yep. If you're going to require them to be at the building, you should provide the bus service, take them to and from, and that chafes me to say that because, listen, I think if you have kids and you got to get them to school, you get your ass up, you get in your car, you drive them to school, you get your butt up, you go home, pick them up from class. Okay? And that's as simple as that. You had them, you take care of them. The government shouldn't do that, but it's done that way. I just, you know, and yes, listen, on the school system, there's a lot of problems. Common Core being the biggest. I would like to see Common Core done away with. I've heard President Trump kind of give some inclinations that he Mm -hmm. wants to push to deregulate a lot of the federal education stuff. Um, But he's going to meet resistance from... The NEA, he's going to meet resistance from the SEIU. He's going to meet resistance from just about every school system in the nation, and here's why. Because if you take and you move those regulations out of the way and you open the door for a true education, okay, you will find that the public school buildings will be nothing more than cricket haven. And heaven forbid we should put some school boards and school directors and other people out of jobs. But they come out of school, and they don't even know who the Speaker of the House is or the Vice President. Well, I can understand people not knowing the Speaker of the House. But I can read. Correct. There's where I have a problem. They can't read. They can't write. And as my... As my great grandmother used to say, they can't cipher either. Okay, so I was helping Bella or Lexi, one of the two, don't remember which, with some math homework. Okay, and I'm pretty proficient in math. Okay, I can I can handle my own with just about any math from, you know, on down the line. And so, one of them, I want to think is Bella was basically explaining to me, because I was doing the math, and I'm showing her how to do it, and she's like, well, that's not how my teacher wants us to do it. Okay. Well, honey, this is, you know, there's only so many ways you can do math. Well, and she's telling me if she don't draw out a bunch of these little boxes and make a bigger box around the little boxes and a bigger box around the big boxes that are around the little boxes, that she'll get 
marked off. Uh, uh, uh. Honey, 32 plus 32 is 64, sweetheart. It doesn't matter how many boxes you do. <laughs> That's what they do. Well, they're like, they make them do it their way. And then they want you to. Right. Right. What they want her to do, they wanted her to block them by 10. Mark off the most of the 10, and then give an estimate of 60 plus 4 equals 64. What? What? I'm like, Bella, what's 3 plus 3? 6. What's 2 plus 2? 4. I said, there's your answer, sweetheart. You don't need to do anything else. That's it. Okay, they make this crap. I'm I'm sitting here and you know, like several people on here, I'm college educated. I can I can handle math. Okay, especially <laughs> kitty math. And I'm sitting there looking at that piece of paper, reading the directions for this, going, What? So then they want them, and, you know, we all remember in school having to write out six thousand four hundred and thirty two, having to write six thousand four hundred thirty yeah. plus six and write that crap out and then do six hundred plus or six thousand plus four hundred plus thirty plus six. Okay. We we've all had to do that stuff. Oh no, that is not how they do it nowadays. They want them to make six thousand boxes. Oh you have to do the whole no, you have to do long boxes that it represent a thousand. You do six of them. Then oh you do a mid-sized box God. that represents four hundred. Then you count out the thirty. Then you count. I'm like, um, no. Oh my God! And sure enough, she brought the paper back home. She brought the paper back home, and the teacher had marked her off. And I'm going to tell you what it was all I could do. Not to send a nice little nasty gram back. But, and here's the rub of all this. This, this is where, you know, I've been fighting this for years, but now it's taken on a whole new turn because there's a whole new crop of teachers that have come out. Okay? My, my son, my, my oldest son's graduating class, they're now teachers. Okay? They've made it through college and they're now teachers. And I'm just going to lay it out there for y'all. They're as dumb as a box of rocks. Okay, this is the first full group of what I call common core dummies that are teaching. And these kids cannot, these teachers are just as, no offense to the kids, but these teachers are just as dumb as the kids. And, you know, the kids are dumb because they're not being taught. They're not stupid. Okay, but these kids are not being prepared properly for the world because as, as I've helped Bella and I've helped Lexi and Malachi and others with their work, and I look at this stuff. Excuse me. Excuse me. Um, and and then I look into the business world, and I'm going to tell you guys right now. Okay, as a as a longtime business manager and someone that deals 
that's that's dealt with business for years and years and years. These kids are not prepared to work in the world. Okay, you go to Walmart. You go to Walmart. You catch some twenty-something at the register. Let them key in the wrong dollar amount. And Amanda, you may remember this. Amanda was there, and she was paying in cash, and the cashier screwed up and how she was keying it in. And it took her forever to fix it. And Amanda's just kind of standing there looking at her like, um, which way to go, George? But, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. But that's another topic for another time. And we've already went over our allotted time. I, I was supposed to. I love the Make it a short Teachers should be teaching students not what to think, but how to think. <clears throat> I agree. They're not doing I, I am very lucky. I am yes, very lucky in that my teachers and that my teachers challenged me from kindergarten all the way up through high school. And I can remember, I can remember the teachers that challenged me the most. And the the hardest teacher I ever had's name was Miss Bragdon. She was an English teacher. And you got in school detention if you ever used incorrect grammar in her class. You got a couple of mulligans, but if you continue to use ill speak, as she called it, in her class, <laughs> you got detention. You had also better be able to randomly tell her every preposition that there is in alphabetical order. She walked in the classroom, you walk in the classroom, and she says, prepositional phrases go. You better be prepared to give her every last one of them. Oh, my God. Oh, she was a cookie. But I'm going to tell you what. When we walked out of her class, at the end of her class, and through the years as I've I've progressed and done things uh, in business and, and in politics and wherever, I have been so thankful for how she was. I got the opportunity to tell her that before she passed away. Like Miss B? <laughs> No offense, but I hated you when I had you redeemed. Uh, but coming back, the teachers that challenged me the most or that pushed us the hardest as a class, uh, those are the ones that you remember. So, mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I don't know that there's a lot of those teachers left. A lot of the old teachers are being pushed out. Not right. They ain't being pushed out, Fabian. They're not being pushed out. They're leaving because they can't discipline them anymore. Okay. They're still being pushed out, whether it's my policy or whatever. People are like, we're getting the heck up out of here before I get beat and and knocked out or killed or ran over. Well, I'm I'm just going to tell you that the new policy, it started in California of the whole no suspension business. And the no adverse disciplinary actions because it it might stunt their growth or whatever um, <laughs> went 
when that catches on, there's going to be problems, okay? Because mm-hmm. kids will use that to their advantage. And it will, yep, cause teachers, it will cause teachers to say, you know what? I'm getting paid nothing to deal with a bunch of this crap. Bye. Right. Okay? And what it's truly needs here. to happen. <laughs> it's already here. There's three programs. It's called Trauma-Informed Discipline, or ACEs, or Promises. Right. It's already here. Which I'm, I'm aware. I'm just simply saying that, there, listen, we've got a whole generation of kids. This will be the second generation of kids that are in trouble. And if parents don't wake the hell up and get their kids out of the public school system or change the public school system, um, right now there's not enough people to change the public school system because you're so entrenched with the There is a thing that they keep their butt home. If they stay home and keep them at home, it would be. Well, look at Oakland, California, what the DA has passed, passed, I don't know if it's statewide or just that city, that you can go in and let's say if I go to Best Buy and steal a laptop, or not, no, no, yeah, steal a laptop, if it's under $900, they won't prosecute me. Yep. Um, most places are doing that. Walmart's even done that because I it's happening it's so much and it's so it's so rampant that it's well, costing more it's to prosecute these people. Well, it's um, the stop. way you now stop it. Now you're encouraging kids to go in and shoplift and become robbers and break into homes. And, yeah. you know, so they're running amok now. We, we don't need reform. We need enforcement. That's correct. Yeah. That, there aren't reforms that are needed. You need to provide every teacher and every school system across this land a paddle with some holes in it. And uh-huh. the power to use said paddle with the holes in it. Okay? And listen, I got a few paddlings coming up in school. I know it's hard to believe given I was such a great person and great student, but I got a paddling. I didn't Boy, get many Catholic because, school. listen, by hell, you got a paddle in the school, you're just going to get the, the belt tilt the whirl when you go home. That's right. Grab your hand, grab your wrist, tell you how much it's going to hurt them more than it hurts you, which I never understood that. And whap, 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 and around the merry-go-round you go. Yeah. Okay. Which, again, never understood, given that I was almost a saint growing up. Almost a saint. I don't believe it. I even Ask Amanda. A Ask Amanda. My dad told her I was almost a saint. <laughs> Remember, you've got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. I did notice I didn't say angel because even the even the demons were angels. Remember, you've got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Freedom is a free thinking soldier. Or without them, we wouldn't have an all volunteer army. Uh, next week. Political Straight Talk should be back on its regular time. Oh, well, maybe not. Depends on. I think not. Depends on. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. 
No, well. Maybe we'll do it on Let me check real fast. See. Let's see. Titans. Where they claim the chief well, versus. Yeah, we want to make sure that you know, we 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 see when the Titans are going to the Super Bowl. The Titans can beat Kansas City. Yes, they can. They've already beat them. Yeah, they've already beat them once. Yeah, I think the team to beat was the Ravens. Yeah, Just like the team to beat in the NFC is the 49ers. They were number one seed. No, the number one seed in the overall was in, was Baltimore. Please tell me what can't pull it up. 49ers was the number one seed in the NFC, but the overall number one seed in the whole NFL was Baltimore. Notice we dispatched two powerhouses. Yeah. Let's see. I'm trying to pull it up here. Let's see. Okay. We'll determine. Yeah, I don't think they're giving the Chiefs 7.5. But I can't find out when the game's going to be played. They're they're predicting the Chiefs will win? Yeah. Over or under seven? Uh, Let's see. Does it say over seven or under seven? Over under 51.5. Well, that's not a that's not a that that's not a lot of money right there. That's almost dead even odds. Yeah. Well, come but they on. gave they gave the Patriots what seventy five percent gave Baltimore nearly a hundred percent. How'd that work out? Yeah, really. Remember, you got to stand for something. You fall for anything. Freedom is a free thing. Soldier for a thousand soldiers. We wouldn't have. The all-volunteer army. Remember the families of soldiers. And you know what? Remember all the rest of us that work hard every day. Uh, It's going to be on Sunday. That go unnamed and unnoticed. Both games should be on the same day. Yeah. I am the political Superman saying have a good night, everybody. Go Tigers.